This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Ladies and gentlemen, the plans and preparations for a communist revolution of force and violence are far advanced. The organization behind these preparations has almost unlimited financial resources and it provides both training and leadership based upon years of experience in many other countries. Our enemies are deadly serious about their task and it's nothing short of national suicide for us to continue to ignore their plans and their progress. The strategy of the proletarian revolution calls for the quiet conversion of our government into a communist regime but under the banner of socialism. Well, what is socialism? All right, let's define it. According to the dictionary, socialism is a political concept based upon the principle of government ownership and control of property, the means of production, and the avenues of commerce. Under socialism, those who run the government, and the communists are confident that in America they eventually will be the ones who do so, those who run the government will know who is to get something and who has to wait. And that represents control over human beings. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Good day, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and I am so thankful to be with you here on the podcast today. And we are very blessed to be in this country, and I am very optimistic that we have a great country and we will continue to have a great country, but we are facing some tremendous evil in our country that needs to be addressed and has been addressed for many years. It's just people are not listening to the ones that are telling us what is going on. And in today's podcast, we're going to discuss E. Edward Griffin. He is the individual you heard at the beginning of the podcast. He told us all of this in the 1950s. We also are going to discuss the downfall of Yugoslavia. You've got to listen to this video clip from this lady who lived in Yugoslavia that I think now lives in England. And I got this clip from the Glenn Beck Show, and it is shocking to say the least how familiar it is with America. Division, not unity, will mark America in the year 2021. And I got some prime examples of that division. However, we think as conservatives, we are the ones that want to succeed from the union and get out of the trouble that we're in. But you'll be surprised how many on the other side feel the same way, that we are the ones that they want to separate from. So dissecting the intro video, I got a couple words I want to talk to you about that 
he specifically mentions, he says, organizations with unlimited financial resources. These communists have billions and trillions of dollars. And some of the primary players in this is George Soros, as we know, Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, etc., etc. These organizations have plenty of money to continue the communist efforts. He also says one thing that's pretty specific, that it is suicide for us to ignore their plans. It is. We're giving up America if we ignore what these organizations and these people are doing. We might as well just put down our arms and just give up and become subjects to the government that they're creating. So it's might as well commit suicide in a cultural sense because they are killing our culture. Those who run the government, in this case what he's talking about is the communists in America, are confident they will be the ones that do so in this election has proven it. They will do anything to run this country and take the power. So this is exactly what this man was saying in the 1950s. So why are we in the situation we're in today? Because we didn't listen to these individuals. We were all happy on the hog after World War II, getting houses and cars and families and going on vacation and forgot about what was happening in the background in this country producing communists. So that's very important for us to understand. The downfall of Yugoslavia can give us some lessons right now and what can happen in America if we don't wake up and smell the coffee, as the gunny says. So take a good listen at this lady that lived in Yugoslavia during this time frame. I got this clip from the Glenn Beck Show. You got to listen to this. This is my message for the greatest country in the world. In the light of the recent events in the United States, I felt morally obliged to shed light on a very similar chain of events that took place in my country during the 90s. The cause of those events was the same, a constantly re-emerging ultimate evil, nihilistic, non-theistic religion slash cult that caused hundreds of millions of deaths in the 20th century and countless suffering. Now, proponents of that religion want to run the experiment once again and in that experiment, you, people of America, will be lab mice. Not so long ago, I was a lab mouse of dictators in my country. That country was Yugoslavia. Rather than giving you lessons about history of my country, I want to give you the timeline of the events which led to an extremely bloody war and dissolution of Yugoslavian Federacy. I will leave it to you to make conclusions about similarities with recent events in the United States. In the 1989, the fall of the Berlin Wall marked the victory of the free world over tyrannical monstrosity of communism across the Europe. However, Yugoslav communists didn't feel like letting go of their precious powers. Since the climate in Europe was extremely anti-communist at the time, they knew they needed a new strategy, an ideology that would seduce the masses and keep the power in their hands. So they come up with a very clever idea, to rebrand the communism in Yugoslavia and to change its name into socialism. Not any type of socialism, but a very special type, the National Socialism. Sounds familiar. 
The playbook they used to progress with their agenda was already tested in Nazi Germany. To establish National Socialism, you must first install hatred in people. In order to create genocidal levels of hatred, you must divide people of one country in well-defined groups. In other words, you must create tribal or groupthink. This can be achieved in different ways. You can divide people by ethnicity, by race, by religion, you can let your imagination go wild. Since Yugoslavs were white and practically indistinguishable among themselves, the only card they could play was the religion card. Yugoslavia was very mixed religion-wise, and we had Orthodox Christian Serbs, Catholic Croats and Slovenes, and Muslim Bosnians, a perfect starting position. In the next phase, you must start making such social policies so terrible that will inevitably lead to the countless individual disadvantages. When the consequences of such government policies become obvious, you must start claiming that the cause of those inequalities is nothing but discrimination and hatred of one group towards another, and naturally, you must start screaming that those inequalities must be corrected by favoring the oppressed, discriminated group over the oppressor group. Enter national quotas for hiring. Now just replace national with race or women. Once the groups are formed and well-defined, it's needless to say that all the mainstream media in Yugoslavia were government-controlled and were fueling the narrative about mutual discrimination and hatred relentlessly. The growing fear and feeling of insecurity destroyed relationships, marriages, friendships. As fear of discrimination and hostility among groups were growing, people started retreating and isolating within their own groups because they didn't feel safe anymore with the individuals of the other group. All of a sudden, staged and very well organized mass protests started all over the country. Protests against the oppression and killing of one group by another. At first, those protests were peaceful, but soon enough, rioting and burning started. Now that you have the attention of the public, you need sparks. What is a spark? A spark is a convenient event of murdering of a random member of one group by a hateful member of another and you usually need more than one of those. At this point, people were still not completely divided. There were still reasonable people left, those who understood we are all one nation under God, and that we will not kill each other under any circumstances. They went out protesting together, singing for peace and holding their hands. But the hunger for the absolute power of socialists was stronger than our love for each other. And shootings and attacks at protesters continued. In the next phase, the tipping point with no return was reached. People started erecting barricades at the entrance of their cities, their neighborhoods, even on highways and roads. Barricades were guarded with armed civilians. Each and every attempt of the law enforcement to remove barricades and to de-escalate the situation was in vain, since they would be ambushed and killed. Peace couldn't be restored anymore, because headlines, photos and videos of dead people propagated through mass media, became too explicit and horrifying. Even those hardcore idealists who believed in one nation under God, peace and love, snapped under the pressure. At that point, army was deployed to restore order. But they couldn't do much, because they were clueless about who was the perpetrator and who was the victim. Simply because there, there were perpetrators and victims on both sides. In the final stages, even the army was attacked during the negotiated retreat and 50 or 100 soldiers were killed. 
And just like that, Yugoslavia found itself in a civil war. City against city, village against village, family against family, and so on until the whole territories became claims of the members of the enemy group. Genocide, ethnic cleansing, relocation of hundreds of thousands of people were everyday news. It lasted four years. 100,000 people died. Some 500,000 were displaced. Those people lost everything. Yugoslavia was drowned in the bloods of thousands of innocent people and destroyed forever. You might wonder how we let that happen. How could we let things get so much out of control? That was because we didn't realize who were the real enemies, the enemies of the Yugoslav people as a whole. Instead, we were brainwashed into buying the story that we, the people, are the enemies of each other, while our true enemies were advancing with their sick, demented agenda, which had as the ultimate goal the total and unlimited power. This brings me to present times, the year 2020, and to you, American people. Unless you were living under the rock, you might have noticed that something very strange and vicious is happening in your country, but you're not exactly sure what it is and where it came from. Because the last time you checked, you were one nation under God, a country of free, independent individuals with equal rights under the law and core values of life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. All of a the sudden, there is protesting, rioting, arson, murder, destruction of public and private property, and lots of lots of people screaming how unbelievably racist and unjust America is. And before you even manage to prepare your morning coffee and turn the TV on, once United Americans are at each other's throat, and a bunch of nice and caring people on TV are telling you how you should accept the violence and hatred against Americans because you deserve it. If you have paid attention to what happened in Yugoslavia, I hope you have realized by now that your true enemies are not your fellow Americans. The ones who are, they want you to hate each other and to kill each other, while they're taking away your constitutional rights, your freedoms and your country, your heritage, your way of life and the future of your children. Patriots, that's the truth. It happened in Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia no longer exists as a country because the communists took it over and dissolved the whole country. I can't put any more words into what this great patriot has said against the communist regime that took over her country. So there is massive division in this country and it's right down the line that the communists want to do. So division, not unity, is going to happen and is happening today along with 2021 is going to be a very huge, huge year of division in this country. So it's not just happening between Democrats and Republicans and so forth. It's happening in all aspects of our life. And this next article I want to tell you about is from the Washington Times. And her name is Cheryl K. Chimley. She's the one that wrote this article on November the 7th. And it's titled, Division, Not Unity, Will Mark America 2021 and Beyond. No matter which party controls politics in January, the year 2021 will be marked by national disunity and discord. 
It's because of the whole Democrats hate America thing. They're not Democrats. They're communists. They're not Democrats. Representative Abigail Spanberger, for instance, a central Virginia Democrat whose demographics make her more modern than, say, a northern Virginia big government loving Democrat, said the party's far leftist nearly lost her the re-election. This is a Democrat saying this. We need to be pretty clear, Spanberger said, on the election results in a leak record of the call as responded in the Daily Mail. It was a failure. It was not a success. This is a Democrat that barely, barely got reelected in her district. And she says it was a failure, not a success. And she adds this, Politico reported, we lost incredible members of Congress. No one should say defund the police ever again. Nobody should be talking about socialism. Again, from a Democrat. And she capped this off, speaking of future elections and the Democrats' chances. If moderation doesn't come, we will get fucking torn apart. If moderation in this country between the Republicans, the Democrats, and the citizens, the moderate Democrats will get torn apart. The actual American Democrats in this country will be shredded. And it will be nothing but conservatives and communists. So take a listen to that. A Democrat telling you how it is. So here's another one from the Spectre.us website. American breakup. Secession is much closer than we think. The states with the most active secession movements are progressive and want to escape from a federal government they think is too conservative. Think about that. The progressives in this country want to separate from us more than we want to separate from them. The reason is because we're good people. We're good-hearted. We love our neighbors, and we don't want to be in this situation. But they have no problem saying, we've got to do something with these idiots, the people that are not better than us, the lowlifes of this country. And in Hillary Clinton's words, the deplorables. And this is how it goes. The United States is ripe for succession. Across the world, established states have divided in two or staring down secession movements. We're less united today than we've been in any time since the Civil War, divided by politics, religion, and culture, which is completely true. We're worse off today than before the Civil War actually started. In all the ways that matter, save for the naked force of the law, we are already divided into two nations just as much as in 1861. The contempt for the opponents, the Twitter mobs, online shaming, no platforming, the growing tolerance of violence, it all suggests we'd be happy, happier in separate countries. 
That's the division that people are talking about. We'll be happier in separate countries. I say negative. We'll be happier if we get our country back to the constitutional values that made it and squash the communist movement in this country. Vote them out of office, whatever it takes. The communists have got to go. The Constitution has no room for communism. It has no room for these sick, psychologically deranged beings. They're no longer humans in my mind. There are beings that are controlled by Satan. Evil is all they think about 24-7 and power and control over you. Last but not least is the Bonehead Award. The division of the Democrat Party is everywhere, and this is a cut from a person that is a lawyer and a transgender person. So this man was a lawyer for a long time, then all of a sudden decides to become a transgender and run for a city office. The name of this person now is Christine Prada Brody, is an attorney based in Chappaqua, New York, who works to develop creative solutions to the problems facing individuals and corporations. I try to bring a practical approach to the issues facing clients. That's from that person's website. And I got the link to the YouTube channel and the link to that person's website so you can go check them out. These people are sick. They're psychologically deranged. And they're godless. If they were not godless, they would understand that what they're doing is sin and it's wrong. Completely wrong for what they're doing. So take a good listen at this bonehead. For the first time in New York State, a major political party has nominated a transgender woman for political office. She's running as a Democrat in a local race that could have national impact. CBS 2's Lou Young has the story in Chappaqua. Kristen Browdy says she's running for Newcastle Town Supervisor on a slate of candidates anxious to usher in change. The announcement was made at Town Hall in Chappaqua. That's pretty obvious. When it comes to making a change and managing a change, that's something I know a little bit about. The former Dave Browdy is perhaps familiar to some as a reporter who worked full-time and freelance for nearly every TV station in New York City during a 40-year career. He became a lawyer, then he became a she. Her ground working candidacy now, perhaps an advantage given the local demographics. It's a progressive community. Uh, Democrats are two to one over the Republicans. It's commonly said all politics is local, but when the locality is Chappaqua, town of Newcastle, politics tends to have a national flavor with a distinctly partisan tinge. Yes, this is Hillary Clinton's home base. The community still reeling from her loss in November. The entire slate of Democratic town candidates worked on her national campaign. Be the change you want to see. Take back this country, starting at the town level and working one town at a time. The officially sanctioned Democrats now working to oust incumbent Supervisor Robert Greenstein, a registered Democrat who won his office by running on a Republican line. He says the local party committee is playing the politics of division. They 100% are trying to impose hyper-partisan orthodoxy on the town. They, they look at 
cooperating with Republicans as a negative, and it's not something that should be done. This man, dressed up like a woman, not going to say the person's name, ran for this position. Final outcome was that person had 31.3% of the vote. However, the winner, which is moderate Democrat, that won, of the five choices that they had in the Democrat runoff for this seat was Chris Burdick. He had 33% of the vote. 33%. So we're talking two percentage points in a local city election from this crazy, insane person becoming a city council member or whatever it is that that person was running from. This is the first of many podcasts that I'm going to put together titled The Great Decoupling. The decoupling is happening in different levels. From the Constitution, believing in what the Constitution says, in religion, everything that America stands for is being decoupled. It's been shredding, being shredded apart by the communists for a purpose. So they can do just the same thing they did with Yugoslavia. Divide us against ourselves, make us fight against ourselves, and then they pick up the pieces and then they kill millions of us because we are against their power that they took control. I'm not here to make everybody sad and depressive. This is a very depressive subject to talk about, but it's important. It's very important we understand and have the knowledge of what's going on or we can't make the changes. We can't get motivated enough to do something. You got to start doing something. You got to talk to people in your local state and federal government and say enough is enough it's time to pass laws or whatever it takes to limit the power that these communists have in this country or we're going to fall very very quick so you got to stand up you got to show up and you got to speak up this is the gunny out